Welcome to Growing Potatoes Podcast, where we cover all things love, dating, and married life. We are your newlywed hosts, Keegan and Faith Von Atzigan. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Growing Potatoes. Five star rate us on whatever handle you're listening to. And please comment below and share this episode with a friend. You're listening to episode 20. I cannot believe that we are already at 20 episodes. Wow. Like, this was just something that we thought about doing in quarantine. We were like, we don't know how long this will last, but here we are. We keep going. Feels like it was just yesterday when we were starting out. I know. We were nervous behind the mic. And um, we just found out two awesome things. We reached our thousandth download this week and we also have listeners all over the world we are now growing potatoes podcast international um so shout out to all of our listeners in italy russia canada gambia um i forget where else but oh did i say canada yeah we'll shout you out all when we get the chance when we have the map in front of us but it's really exciting I know. We're so excited. So thank you for listening wherever you are from. Um, Hit us up on Instagram. We'll come visit you. (laughs) Shall we get into the spud moment? Yeah, sure. So our spud moment for this week, we, since we've done 20 episodes, we don't really remember if we've shared this one yet. We've, we've mentioned 20 spud moments, guys. Yeah. So. So we've, we've told some people this story, but if you've heard this one, just bear with us it's so funny you'll you probably will laugh even harder the second time and it wraps into our topic this like week always like always um but this spud moment has to do with another incident where we burned some food so bad okay i'll give the rundown so basically um keegan and i af- like in college we were married senior year of college and so that meant late nights coming home, late dinners. So we were sitting and eating dinner and I was meal prepping for the next day's dinner because I was always trying to be one dinner ahead um, because some nights I wasn't like Keegan had to leave for work and I was gone at school. So I made this like tuna casserole because I'm pretty sure it was the winter and I was trying to try out all these new recipes so I made this like tuna casserole with kind of like a uh, a crumb topping of some sort. And so I like stuck it in the oven. I was like, okay, I'll cook this. And uh, while we get ready for bed, it'll cook for 20 minutes and then I'll take it out and then we'll go to sleep. So um, you may already know where this is going. Yeah. So I put it in the oven and we just, I don't know, started talking or something, got in bed went to sleep and then I don't know if it was midnight 3 a.m. I don't know I just woke up to the smell of like toasty bread is what it smelled like at Um, first it smelled like that at first yeah it smelled like toasty bread and so (laughs) I was like the tuna casserole I never took it out oh my gosh so I like ran to the oven nothing was smoking or anything it was just like black it was 
basically just a big black crunch looking thing inside of my Pyrex. And so I pulled it out and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I got to get this out of the house now. And I'm waking up like, what's going on? And I walk into the kitchen (laughs) and it just smells so bad, like tuna that's been left out for days, just like, oh. And I, I have the most visceral reaction. I don't throw up, but I'm like... I get nauseous immediately. I'm like, oh, oh, I cannot handle this. And Faith's just like, help me. Yeah, like he woke up. I was like, babe, help me, help me now. Like I got to like open up the windows, open up the door, get the fan. We had like a ceiling fan. We're like, get the ceiling fan blowing, all this stuff. And he's like, oh, it smells so bad. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm like, stop whining and help me. I'm just searching for my next breath of fresh he, air. Guys, I need <laughs> guys, he literally went and laid on our couch holding his stomach and was like, oh my god i was like i did not it sound is like not that. that bad it is not that bad please open up the window it was bad <laughs> anyway i didn't feel like it was that bad i think he was overreacting but he, when he's like half asleep everything is wild everything is extra <laughs> to this day so anyway it was 3 a.m anyway we i not we i put the <laughs> tarred tuna casserole thing inside of a uh like paper bag and left it outside i wasn't decent enough to like take it to the trash can and keegan definitely wasn't about to take it to the trash can i didn't want to be near it we lived in an apartment complex so i it was so early i just sat it out on the porch and prayed our (laughs) our uh we kept the windows open luckily it was like not too cold outside so we could just leave the windows open let some breeze in but anyway, kind of smelled fishy for the next day or two. So anyway, that was like a crazy uh, just moment of waking up at 3 a.m. to in our 700 square foot apartment to every square foot. Yes. Yeah. lingering. Yeah. So check so. your oven before you go to bed. Yes. All the time. Yes. So, um, yeah, I guess that segues us into our topic, which is. The merging of diets when we get married, otherwise known as one flesh, two stomachs. Yeah, this was quite the experience, guys. And we hope that um, our experience will help all the newlyweds and the engaged couples out there soon to be merging lives together. Um, Prepare. Transition, yeah. Yeah. Prepare, transition. Because Keegan... Like I said, some things we are so similar with and then other things are like night and day difference um, and how we eat and what we like and how what we're used to eating when we met and when we got married was like night and day difference. There's also some things that you grow more similar over time. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things. But starting out, we were definitely night and day. Yeah. So first, let me just give you some context. I grew up in California. I didn't know that there was this like stigma attached to Californians until I met Keegan. I thought I just really enjoyed salads and like soups and lots of vegetables, but I didn't realize, I guess Keegan. Yeah. Growing up, we would kind of like Californians were in our caricature all vegans and all very like 
health conscious and we kind of like laughed at that as we ate our biscuits and gravy and and chicken fried steak and gravy and everything with gravy (laughs) yeah so anyway my mother was very into nutrition she um for a short period of time was in school to be a nurse and so like i cannot recall a time in my life where i did not have a vegetable with two out of my three meals every day and at a time where I wasn't taking some type of multivitamin with like a fish oil of some sort. Like my mom used to give us orange flavored cod liver oil as very small children and vitamin C tablets and enzymes. And like my mom was very much so into supplements and my sisters and I, we grew up eating like cod, not sorry, we ended up eating like lots of different fish and we ended up eating um like liver and we just I don't know I guess our palate was considered very healthy very well-rounded too and when we first met you asked me like what kind of vegetables I ate on the regular and I was like (laughs) oh like potatoes and corn I was like uh sometimes green beans you know potatoes and corn (laughs) is your vegetable yeah they're vegetables yeah so i also i grew up as an athlete my entire life i was a dancer in high school i still am a dancer so i was always eating for like optimal performance i didn't just like eat junk food all the time like i was i had to eat what made me feel good and perform well because i was a very competitive individual and i wanted to be the best of what i was doing Um, and so I was particular about eating as many whole foods as possible, lots of fruits and vegetables. I also was lactose intolerant. I still am lactose intolerant. So I've always, I cannot recall ever drinking normal milk or ice cream. Yeah. I've always drinking almond milk and my family used to buy almond milk when it was not mainstream. We used (laughs) to have, no, I vividly drank almond milk before it was cool. No, really, I vividly remember my mom being like, okay, we got to stop. Like, we would go to, like, you know, mainstream, more mainstream supermarkets. But then she was like, okay, we got to stop by Trader Joe's or Clark's Health Food Store to get almond milk. And it was, like, in the little boxes, like, the box almond milk. I guess it was Almond Breeze or whatever. And I was like, yay, milk I could drink. (laughs) So... Like, still to this day, Lactose and I, Keegan can attest to this, are just not friends. Um, so, Keegan, on the other hand, drinks a tall glass of milk every day. Uh, not every yes. day anymore. Mm, basically, every morning with breakfast, you need milk. I mean, milk, milk is, is good with breakfast. You need milk yeah. every morning with breakfast. And almond so. milk is uh, not, you know. Yeah. Also, my mom, like... Never really let us eat sugary cereals, except for every now and then. Except my youngest sibling. Like, when I left the house, my little sister was eating Cookie Crisp and all these cereals that I wasn't allowed to eat growing up. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like... The youngest ones are always I don't spoiled. know why. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I guess we did splurge with, like, toaster strudel every now and then. But as soon as my mom saw that packet of frosting, she was like, this is, like basically dessert for breakfast that's what makes it amazing (laughs) so yeah anyway when we met 
um, Keegan was like, corn potatoes is my veggies. <laughs> he had a cookie and ice cream every single day that we ate in the cafeteria. I mean, yeah, the cafeteria is just giving him out. I'm not going to just pass that up. You give a guy with a sweet tooth an ice cream machine and unlimited amounts of access to cookies and brownies, like... I what I witnessed, I guess, was Keegan's dream. But we met day one of it really college, was, so it really was the dream of anyone who's following the seafood diet, which is seafood and eat it. So anyway, I knew like the day I met Keegan, like when we not the day I met Keegan, but like when we started dating. Basically, I was like, when we get married, uh i can definitely see how we eat being somewhat of an issue uh, our differences um being somewhat of an issue because keegan does not like salad unless i spruce it up and give him like a southwest salad with like beans, beans and, corn and corn and cheese and <laughs> chips yeah so my favorite <laughs> my favorite food is chips so um Anyway, we had, so I'm going to be totally honest, guys, about sophomore year when we started talking about marriage and like seriously getting married. I was like, Jesus, please transform my husband's food palate. Please give him the desire to eat more vegetables. And um, the Lord answered my prayer, like literally. So I guess when Keegan went home for school that summer, I guess um, his dad was trying to lose some weight, and so the family started cooking um, more vegetables and offering Keegan more salads and, like, almonds and a lot more, like, whole foods. Um, And my father-in-law, like, actually, like, started losing some weight. Yeah, Yeah, my dad was bringing out, like, he was researching all these superfoods, and he was bringing out, like all the um all the kale right yeah all sorts of like nuts and berries that are like antioxidant rich and all sorts of yeah he got he got very into the superfood category and i i was like inspired by his desire to eat better and so i kind of i said okay i'll um i'll put a salad on the side and and drench it in ranch dressing so that i can eat it (laughs) So I did notice a change in Keegan's diet when we came back to school. He was, I don't think I'd ever saw him get in line at the salad bar. And he was in the salad bar almost every day. Gotta get my croutons. Yeah. And, you know, he's already been, he has a sweet tooth, so he eats lots of fruits anyway. He could probably live off of fruit if I let him. Oh, yeah. So, um, anyway, so we had to... I witnessed that transformation, so I was like, okay, God, I think we're good. We, we're a little bit closer to having similar diets in some way. Um, and so, basically, we got married, as you might have heard in our other podcasts, in between junior year and senior year of college. So, that meant we have we had zero amount of dollars in our bank. We, zero dollars. We were living off of the gift cards and the... Uh, financial gifts from family members from our wedding luckily we had two cars that were completely paid off um i think the only thing we really paid was like rent utilities and cell phone bill at the time Mm -hmm. fam was still helping us out with all the insurances um but we were still on a tight budget very tight i think i made 750 an hour 
some dance classes I was making, you know, 30 an hour, but wasn't much still. Um, Keegan was valeting and, you know, that's basically all tips. So, um, we had to then start shopping for two people. Um, and so that meant compromise had to be made. I had to get some things that, you know, I know I'm not going to eat, but Keegan will. And then I had to get certain things that I know only I will eat. Um, we had to buy chips and salsa. Yeah. We had to. There, so we kind of had to sit down and talk with each other and be like, okay, what foods do you eat on like a daily basis that you need? And so Keegan was like, I actually, I don't think I bought you milk for a while. Yeah, that was one of the things I think we let had go. Had to slowly. Like, I didn't eat any cereal when we got married because. I don't think you only, I think we've maybe had two boxes of cereal since we've been married. Yeah. And one of them was like this week. I got into um, my creation of a bagel and fried egg sandwich with sometimes spinach on it. And that was like my breakfast creation every morning. For like the first year of marriage. And it was pretty, every single day. It was pretty cheap. So yeah, I could handle that. Yeah, and just newsflash, Keegan does not cook at all besides uh, breakfast-ish. Um, <laughs> he's kind of not the hugest fan of pancakes, of like making them, but he can do any type of egg. We now own and run a bed and breakfast, so he's really good at making bre- certain breakfast items. Yes. <laughs> I have my He's items. the egg master I have now. my things that I can do, but I'm not a chef, definitely. He just, he gets really worried when it comes to like mixing ingredients that don't have measurements necessarily and going by taste and like sauteing things isn't his deal. I'm, I'm more of a baker. You yeah. Know? He just Every wants measurement. To- and then put it in and yeah set it. he just wants to assemble he just likes assembling things he could assemble sandwiches he can assemble bowls of soup he can assemble salads well going back to our early days of marriage there's a lot of sandwiches yeah made um a lot of like crock pot meals that we could do while we were um at school just like let's sit it was a lot of like functional meals um and we kind of uh we both had to kind of find compromises and and see what worked within our budget um yeah we highly recommend like starting out just keeping it simple you know taco tuesday spaghetti saturday you know yeah <laughs> pizza once a week or something just whatever works whatever you guys can agree on i know we had you know, like a chicken. We like went back and forth between like chicken and ground turkey every other day, basically, as like the mains for our food. So that meant like turkey meatloaf we or never, spaghetti or tacos. We never got beef. It yeah. was always turkey. Or fish. I just, I didn't grow up eating beef and it's expensive anyway. So we honestly couldn't afford beef. Or real bacon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we never really got bacon anyway. Yeah. Now that we run a bed and breakfast, we have bacon. Everywhere. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. Sitting down, writing out, like, what we liked, what we had to have every day. I have to keep, like, almond milk, and I like to have a salad every day for lunch. So, um, yeah. And we found out that meal prepping and planning ahead 
was definitely our friend. Yeah, we had no time to lose, to waste. Um, and we definitely didn't have money to eat out. <laughs> so we had to like prepare like on Sunday or Saturday, the day before we went grocery shopping, what we're going to have for breakfast, lunch and dinner every single day and stick to it. You know, what are we going to have as leftovers? What are we going to rewarm? What are we going to freeze for this week? So we just had a method of... Um, writing out I think we rotated foods every two weeks so we had like a list of everything we were going to eat for two weeks and then we just started that list over that way we're only eating the same thing you know like twice a month um and some stuff we do every single week but um when we yeah so when we um moved to Pennsylvania started a new job one of the things that we decided to expand in our budget was room for um expanding our food and experimenting a little bit with our meals and everything um yeah we have a little bit more money in our budget now so that means we could have more salmon more shrimp um we also are starting to eat out a little bit more mainly because we're in a new area and we have a lot of people coming um like we have a lot of tourists staying with us and so we have a whole list of restaurants that we suggest to them, but we're trying to eat there first to make sure we can tell them what's best to order there. So it's honestly part of our job to make sure that we eat out locally. Which is a good frequently. part. Of, I mean, it's pretty good. That's a good part of the job. Yeah. But um, we're, we're starting to do that. We have an official date day every week and um, we're trying to make sure we support small local businesses and um, suggest the best place for our guests to but anyway that has led to us wanting to explore um what type of food we're making in the kitchen one thing that we did that was really cool this summer is we just kind of got tired of what we were making we kind of had same old same old stuff so we i just told keegan to randomly write down like a few different names of different countries, like five or six countries. And so I think he said like Ghana, Italy. I didn't know what it was for. Yeah. I didn't tell him what it was for. I just said like name of, of course, like I just said name five countries and Mr. Like geography over here names, like the smallest and the most unique Saudi Arabia, something (laughs) like that. Yeah. He was just saying, so anyway, we looked up like a recipe from each of those countries and kind of adapted it to the uh, different foods we could get and create as close to a version of that as possible. So that's always a fun thing to do if you really don't know what to make. Um, Pinterest is our best friend when it comes to finding recipes. Another game changer was getting an air fryer. Oh, yeah. Which I was originally reluctant to get because... For some reason, I thought of the air fryer as just like another gadget gizmo that like had one use that you, it's like a automatic. Go ahead. Go, tell him, tell him what, tell him what your issue is with one use items. I don't like that. They like take up a space in the shelf. I, I don't want to get, I don't want to get fooled by an infomercial person selling me a gadget that I'm never going to use. But the air fryer was not that I was very wrong. <laughs> and I have since come to very much love the air fryer and the taquitos and the french fries and everything else that faith finds recipes for um that was that was also something that expanded our um our horizons yeah the air fryer is like 
almost like the microwave version of the oven, I guess. Like it makes it cooks food very quickly, but it's not soggy like the microwave. Yes, like it's very crispy. You can make meat in it. You can make like I've been just literally it takes five minutes to make taquitos. I just take some tortillas, put some meat in it for Keegan. And it takes just as long as I would have made him a sandwich with like a salad or something. So I, if you're looking for something that is like quick to cook something that you want kind of like harder or crunchier, like I always quickly put in even like baked potatoes or it's a really quick way to cook things that you usually would put in the oven. Um, so expanding like the different resources and like gadgets i guess you have kitchen um what would you call it? utilities you have kitchen amenities that you have um such as like you said our crock pot i got an instant pot of rice cooker it really does work magic guys and also i would add that being married to faith has um made me appreciate foods that I didn't like before. I still don't like almond milk, but <laughs> I've come around on some things like hummus. We've we've uh, been exploring the best baba ganoush places that we can find. We've gone to several different spots now yeah, in, in different states. Lots. And we've just kind of made it a little... Including Israel. A little mini goal to like find the best baba ganoush in the world yeah um and faith has me eating foods now that i never thought i would eat and like what i'm grateful for like that what what else you said hummus but what else like um tomatoes on my salad i never used to do that i didn't really Guys, like great tomatoes. tomatoes are heavenly yeah all these little random things <laughs> that like are so fresh and so wholesome <laughs> and i'm like oh this actually is good <laughs> Well, that's good. I don't know if I've convinced you to eat liver yet. Yeah, and I still often have to have a meat with my meal, some sort. <laughs> it's yeah. just a habit. I mean, we both, we are carnivores all the way, so. um, You're a pescatarian. No, I'm say. not. Yeah, you are. I eat chicken every single day. That's true. We eat a lot of chicken. It's just, it's just so easy and it can become anything. High protein, yeah. Um, so anyway, one thing that really helped us too is most of our wedding registry was kitchen items. You don't want to be stuck having to buy expensive kitchen items. Um, so we suggest if you're going to get anything, <laughs> you need to be able to cook well and cook food. Um, so get a lot of, um, high quality things on your registry. Also, if both of you guys don't know how to cook, and you're wanting to save money, um, you're going to have to figure out how to start small and start with simple things. Um, because making food is so much cheaper than eating out. And it's fun. Keegan and I, I will say, the most like wonderful memory I have was honestly when we had COVID and we had a super light case, extremely light case. But we just had two weeks of, like, being at home, cooking together all of our meals. And, like, um, we just got to, like, talk while we were cooking and, like, decide what we wanted to eat. And it was a very – I love cooking with Keegan. Um, you know, him doing the prep for me. Like when you figure out, okay, you do the prep, I do the cooking, or you do the cooking, I'll do the cleanup. It really does make meals like almost like a date. 
Yeah, and I learned some new recipes during that. I made some like dumplings, like some meat dumplings. Oh yeah, or you something. did make those. Yeah. Yeah, and some banana pudding. Mm. Mm-hmm. You just gotta find what you wanna cook. Yeah. So Keegan and I, we're not foodies by any means. We have a lot of foodie friends. Um, so we have the potential to become foodies for sure. Um, but we, we just see using food as a way to connect together, grow together, to explore different cultures, to meet really cool business owners. Restaurant owners are some of the coolest people. And also one of the most overlooked parts of eating that can really bring you together is sitting around the table at a meal um just present with each other um not like eating on the couch or eating as you walk out the door but really like sitting just only the two of you or your family the kids whatever and really taking that time to appreciate family meal time and we firmly believe in that as something that brings together people Although we have to admit, we've just been like sitting and watching Survivor. There's been lately. days where <laughs> where we've been like, oh, but Survivor is so good. We need to watch it, but we need to go to bed on a good time. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to eat on, on the coffee table. But um, we usually try to eat at least once a day at the table together. Luckily, because we work most hours together, um, we do get to see each other and eat together pretty often. So... Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. We are going to end this episode with a quote like usual. Yes, this week's quote is an anonymous quote and it says, The fondest memories are made when gathered around the table. The poker table? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) The dinner table. (laughs) So I hope you've had fun listening. Be sure to like and subscribe and share this with a friend. We'll see you next time. Bye.